Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Three Live Canes. As you can see, there's only one current live cane in this box. And that's me. That's Chris. That's so right there. Usually over there is Bill and down there is Steve-O. But both guys had to think they're on, they're on their way. Steve-O's on his way back from the field. He was working out, doing his thing, you know, teaching the next generation. Bill is fighting the kids, get, trying to get him to sleep. Um, so just me for now, but it's okay. We'll get this thing going. I'll play the intro. Have everybody real excited and get ready to roll. Uh, we're ticking up to nine, ten or so. So I was like, eh. I mean, I, I can I can withstand the jokes for for so long, but I'm like, these people are probably trying to get this thing going at some point. God forbid we let you guys go any further. Um, I did see some good ones in there, so I want to make sure I play some of those. Um, Brian is a good point here. For every team we smacked this year, we should send him an on cheek shirt. That would be pretty good. You Kane's fan, you come to this channel on time has been a guy who watches movies by himself in the theater. Um, I did have a thought about that. Like, if we're late every week, and you guys know we're late every week, you wouldn't show up on time, right? You'd show up like 10 minutes in. Then, you know, you get in there, like a little bit of banter at the start. You might miss a little bit of it. You see the intro and you see the good stuff. So, no real downside to that. Uh, three Live Dude delayed again, of course. Utah, I wouldn't call it, I would never call these guys if I was stranded on the side of the road. Chris would say I'm 10 minutes away, but really an hour, but we'd be there. But we'd be there. <laughs> Maybe a little late. Uh, the types of guys that say I'm about to leave and they just be getting in the shower. That's fair. Uh, it shows a hell of a lot better than Gary Furman's. I, I haven't seen that, but I would love to see it. I'm sure that's something. <laughs> I hope he made it himself. I hope he made it himself in Windows Movie Maker. And just him voicing over things. I feel like dudes hope they're okay. We survived every day. Every day is a battle. <laughs> Bill is the marquee three live candy to lay down the log. Steve, on being late, your fans can't take it. When he shows up, you can tell, you can tell, you can tell him that. <laughs> These guys would get fired if they had a real job. I mean, all the money we make from this show. I mean, why would we even need real jobs? All that money we're getting. All the, the paychecks that we're, we're getting. Max is cutting for us. Uh, was it solo, Chris? For a little while, for a little while, don't worry. Burst so night body smashed out. Like, thank you, Birdstone. So consistent, so consistent. Not a, not an official one, but we'll get here. Uh, Rafael Lopez been watching a lot of game previews. I always talk about quarterbacks for series. You learn from both teams. This game is decided by the old lines, not the rest don't shine. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, why do people talk about the skill guys and them? I mean, it's because it's easiest to talk about because you get throw stats out there because they're the ones that make the flashy plays. They're the ones that everybody notices, right? Um, I think you see that a lot of people want to have the conversations. It's just more fun to talk about the receivers and guy makes a big player. He does that. Um, but in the case of all football, it comes down to line. Line play offense and defense. That's what Mario tried to change about it, right? I mean, I think the biggest thing that we saw was the idea of getting guys that are physically ready to go and look like, these SEC type linemen, both on the offensive and defense sides of the ball, like that's been a priority. Um, why is it a priority? Because usually those guys that look like SEC linemen are the ones that tend to be really good and make it to the league. <laughs> you know, so why aren't people talking about it? I think it's a lot harder to evaluate offensive and defensive lines. Um, I know Steve-O and, you know, I'll give all the credit in the world to Steve-O. He's way better when it comes to like the actual evaluation of talent than the rest of us. We're just kind of loud, <laughs> maybe and Bill, but, um, he said himself that it takes 
for someone who's played the game his whole life, for someone who's coached the game at high levels, he's also had to himself take the time to really go and study it because it isn't something that comes as natural to people who either watch like us or play the game at like any other spot. Like offensive line, it's it's a little bit of a different app. So, but I think you get the idea. That's why people don't talk about it. But of course, every game comes down to it because you can have all the skills in the world. You can, as we've seen, you can have a great quarterback. Uh, nothing really happens. Nothing really clicks if the whole line isn't doing their job. So, of course, and and the flip side of it, if Texas A&M's offensive line is susceptible to us putting pressure on their quarterback, I mean, this is the game where that D line has to step up. We talk all day long about we got these edges, and before the year started, we talked about all these edge guys we have. Okay, well, this is the game. Well, let's go wreak havoc, right? Um, we talked about Ruben Bain before game one. You know, put a lot on him put a lot on his shoulders and he went out there and he didn't play a ton of snaps, but when he did, you notice him. All right, Ruben Bain. Now one week of uh one week to get rolling a little bit. And now we're, it's the big time. It's, it's three 30. It's ABC. It's national audience. It's, it's a game that Miami kind of needs to win to let people not, not that we're back stuff. Just we need to win this game to let people know that this team can compete with some of the other teams. Duke can't go beat Clemson. On a on a Monday night on national television, and Miami can't beat Texas A&M. There's got to be something there. Uh, you should have time when you took my one hundred dollars. Well, anytime you're gonna put a hundred on the line, we'll show up <laughs> for sure. Good evening, everybody. How you doing, see Lois? Uh, three late cheeks. Way to go, Chris. Good job, Johnny Green. What's good, Gang Green man? I'm not gonna say what hat I have on, but I'm very excited about this weekend coming up and Monday. Our Bill and Steve-O at the Real Miami and Ohio. Maybe they started their own show. Maybe it's like three live Red Hawks, and it's just they're doing the Miami-Ohio show. That would have been a hell of a week. If we would have lost that game, we just had to do the show as Miami-Ohio. <laughs> uh, we're trying to get ready. Gary Furman's intro should be him doing the laugh. <laughs> doing the laugh of the bad guy from Billy Madison. I can see it. Uh, Melissa, can we just ignore Bill and Steve-O when they get here? Just direct all your questions to Chris only. Um, I mean, if you want to very entertaining yet lacking lacking information i could definitely do that for you <laughs> all right now i gotta see it now i gotta make sure i see this next if you if you put a link or something in the chat i'll go you can look at it or i'll play it uh of course can't have a championship competition without doing trench work for knox got my sean taylor on there brad if you guys remember brad uh Tejeda, he was always that's the most jealous of this jersey I found it just on eBay. Some guy was selling it for $15. I had no idea what was going up. Tony, what's going on? I think you're a Jersey guy, Tony, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully you're surviving the heat up here. You got this, man. Of course I do. Of course I do. All right. I got to see it. Link it. Just give me something. I need to know. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to play the intro for you guys because I know you guys love to see it. Then we get back in. We're going to talk about Miami, Ohio. Texas A&M. I mean, it might have at this point kind of been beaten to death. I just like to show the stats because it was a whooping. Um, we'll get over to the Texas A&M. We'll talk about that as much as we can. Um, we'll get you guys hyped up, ready to go for this weekend. So thank you guys for tuning in. Even though it doesn't really look like it, even though officially it might seem kind of weird, this is three live games. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Urban's got it. Urban's free. Slips to the outside, tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big 
But Sean, ah, who else? But Sean, who else? But me, <laughs> and others eventually showing up here on a Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I saw Mitchell talking about the microphone being a little janky. Uh, let me know if you guys are all hearing that. I'll unplug it, and then we'll have just quiet, staring at each other for a little bit, and I'll plug it back in. Um, but a lot of stuff popped up in here. I'll have to make sure I see it. Uh, the D line we're gonna get to. I saw some things talking about it. Uh, Utown. I saw Shamar was talking. I mean. There's always going to be talking. I mean, there was my Ohio guy talk. Gabbert was talking last week. Shamar, of course, they're going to ask him about it because of where he's from. And, and if they're giving him media availability, I mean, Texas a knew what they were doing with that too, trying to get people riled up on either side. I mean, it is what it is. Um, Tony mentioned this too. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, the Miami Ohio coach came out with, uh, it was at a press conference and basically said we got beat up. I know it was on the uh, the Canes Inside Twitter, so D-Money put that out there if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, I think we retweeted it. Maybe not. But it was from the Miami, Ohio head coach talking about physicality. Tony said, coach of Miami, Ohio said that his press, we need to beat them up physically, that we did beat them up physically. Haven't heard that from opposing coach in a long, long time. Yeah, and both sides of the ball. He said we, as a whole, were beaten up after that game against Miami. And it's not – you're right, it's not something that we talked about. If anything, we've – suggested the opposite where whatever it was offensive line defensive line or most significantly tackling we weren't doing the things we needed to do in the physical part of the game uh and then from there was all the questions of why is it that way why weren't we able to um was it the spring ball not not pushing the guys enough were we not hitting enough in practice are we doing a weird tackling style it you know all those things kind of it was an avalanche from there right but i think the beauty of it is now that it's happening the right way, you know, maybe early on, like people had their concerns about the way things went last year, obviously only winning five games, but first time out there in 2023, you're hearing about physicality. <laughs> That's good. That's very, very good. It's what we want. Uh, CeeLo said, Chris, you need dogs though. This is why I like the mentality of our team with these Florida boys, especially our Broward County defensive backs. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> That's, that's going to be the baseline of any Miami team, right? I mean, with the way college football is, a lot of people took the blueprint that we put out there. These guys that, you know, have the confidence, have the attitude to go do it. Um, I mean, I, I've, I was as critical of Dion and his his style as anybody. Kind of we laughed it off like he's going to get bombed out there in Colorado and all that. And then, I mean, what did he do? Yeah, he got some super elite dudes for sure. But it's not like every single guy in that roster – like a lot of the guys were just guys that were in the portal for one reason or another. And he, he assembled a bunch of guys together. We're not talking about a super team. We're talking about a, guy, a bunch of guys that, you know, weren't wanted other places or guys that, you know, just looking for something new, a fresh start. And he was able to, you know, put it on pretty impressively the other day and beat a national finalist <laughs> from last year. So a lot of that is off of him. He kind of stirs that drink. Right. And, if his mentality is breeding like the, the dog mentality in his players, it's not bad. And that's kind of what Mario was able to do too, because he has that similar mentality. Because he played on those teams where everyone that, if you didn't play, you weren't going to play. If you missed a week, you weren't going to play. Um, if you missed two weeks, you might as well forget it because there's, there's now there's two guys ahead of you, three guys ahead of you. So it had to be something. Um, Johnny Green, I see you're, you're commenting about what happened in the last game. We'll get to that in one second. Don't worry. I think we're pretty much caught up there. 
<laughs> he's brutal. If you guys don't know, it's, I mean, why would you know or care? But it's like 98 degrees today up, up here in New Jersey. This September is when things are supposed to get a little bit, a little bit nicer for us. But always oh, a, this? That's weird. Let me take a look. All right. If something happens, if you guys could keep hearing it, let me know, and I'll try to figure it out once the other guys get here. But Johnny Green said, um, obviously Miami beat Miami Ohio pretty pretty convincingly uh, the other day. You guys, I'm sure, all tuned in to watch because that was the fun one. That that's the one you make, you want to make sure you go and watch. Um, the the beating started early and it, and it continued on. I think we were 17 and a half point favorites. Um, so around halftime, we were already like up over that number. And, and we, we saw pretty much everything we needed to see. I think there are things that people wanted to see. Ran for 250 yards on 36 carries. I mean, we're looking at the offensive line to see what we did. And on the, the opposite side, they had 25 carries for only 50 yards. I mean, those are those are the numbers you're looking for. Um, TVD was was solid. He looked like he had good command of the offense. He only only even complete five passes and he was able to throw a touchdown pass early on a fantastic play from Colby young um, showing some of that speed that, you know, I think people were like, what kind of, what kind of player is he? And Steve-O said a couple weeks ago that, you know, he could be a downfield guy. He can, he can do that. And he went out and did it. So we saw that him be able to get that breakaway and, and Restrepo had his catches. Kobe George led the team in receptions, all stuff you wanted to see. And just about every running back we have on the roster, um, had their time and scored maybe scored a touchdown. The running back split was nice. Right after the game, looked at the box score. Um, I don't really follow the box as much like during the course of the game, but it was nine for Parrish, um, nine for Fletcher, nine for Allen, eight for Cheney. <laughs> That's what you want, right? That's what you want. And all of them up over 30 or, or 35, 40 yards. So Parrish, of course, had himself the best day statistically of it, but that's what you want. Now, if you looked at the, I know that it floats out there, and if you guys have Pro Football Focus, you see it. If you're, you guys are in the Discord, um, the Mind to Flow Discord, you probably have seen this, but the snap counts came out too. Um, and there were some interesting things in the snap counts. Some guys not getting as many snaps as others. I know Leonard Taylor was in that range too. Uh, Johnny Green saying, hey, Chris, let's get down to serious business. Mesidor and Taylor were quiet against Miami, Ohio. Were they getting double teamed or just didn't show up? I mean, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a, a not show up kind of thing. Um, did they have, were they out there for long enough to get into a rhythm in the first game of the season? Not really. Did they need to be at that point with how we were rotating guys on the defensive line? Not really. Um, I wouldn't say it was a not show up thing. I mean, I, like we make, you make money in these big moments, right? The big games. And I, I'm not going to judge anything on Miami, Ohio. I just can't can't do it, right? Especially, I think Letter Teller only had like 17 snaps. I could be wrong on that, but I'm going off the top of my head. That was one of the ones that stood out to me immediately of, you know, why certain guys played more than others. And even Bain was in like that same kind of range. But um, like you can't judge a guy that, you know, a lot of people are thinking of as an All-American candidate off a handful of snaps. So that in mind, everything basically is going to be built off Texas A&M. You go into Texas A&M and you lay an egg or you're, you're invisible and you're not doing what you have to do. That's when I'm going to be more concerned. Uh, that's when I think that we'll talk about it quite a bit more, but I'm okay with what I saw. I do think there's a lot of opportunities for some of those guys to make a nice national statement. Like you saw Cam out there in the Miami, Ohio game. Like Cam was everywhere. I, I was stunned, and not that I'm a big believer in pro football focus grades and like treating them like gospel, but I mean, how could you look watch that that dude play and not say he was the best player on the field? 
every second he was out there because he was and coverage coming up and meeting people in the run in the alley as a safety. I mean, he was showing out for NFL scouts about as, as well as I've seen a guy show out at the safety position for Miami in a long time, like Jaquan. And if not, if maybe better than Jaquan, maybe going all the way back to like Merriweather, Kenny Phillips and those dudes, because he was playing at the top of his game. That's exactly what you wanted to see. The rest of the guys, opportunities coming. Francisco Malgoa was defensive player of the game, according to the coaching staff. Um, he was there. I, I know Steve always talks about you hear him when he's running. I didn't, I didn't hear him <laughs> because it was on TV, but at the same time, like you knew he was there. You knew he was making some plays and a consistent force. Also, um, Cloyd getting a lot of snaps, got more snacks, snaps than Wes, if I'm not mistaken, or right in the same range, maybe a couple more. But he played a lot, and he showed himself to be a solid player. Um, there were some people not sure exactly what his role was going to be when he got here, but starter slash third linebacker is pretty good, as well as the others. Uh, T saying chat room thoughts on James Williams. Uh, we saw a, we didn't see the full gamut of what James is going to do. I think we saw a very vanilla version of the James Williams experience that we will have in 2023, especially if the, if he's eyeing up this as being his last year and Gidry knows it's going to be last year. Something maybe very different than what we might see over time. But I think you saw from what you did, I think it's a more mature James Williams, maybe a smarter James Williams, maybe a James Williams that's kind of ready to go. Speaking of smarter, uh, let's try to make the show a little smarter by bringing Bill in. Look at you running it by yourself. Oh, why it's taking so long for him to pop up. Can you hear me? Here, move Bill. Bring Bill. There's Bill. Kind of. We good? Half of my screen is Bill. Half of it's not. This might Uh-oh. be my problem. Oh, Bill, there you go. We good? I can't hear you, Bill. Hello? Let's see what the chat says. <laughs> I like the very negative comments. Can you guys hear Bill? Me thumbs up or thumbs down. Can you guys hear me? Chat can hear Bill? Oh, damn. That means I can't hear Bill. Oh. Hey, Bill, try now. What about now? Oh, damn. All right. Then for me to hear Bill, I have to leave and come back. So, Bill, you got to hold the show down for like three minutes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now it's just Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Give him help. All right. We're live. Talk about James Williams. (laughs) Not even going to lie. back can you enter and it keeps cutting in and out all right can someone uh let me know in the chat if you can hear me Am I still frozen? All right, we're back. Okay. Sounds like uh, it's not going well today, but 
All right, so someone in the chat, let me know where we, where we left off, what we were talking about while we wait for Chris to get back. I have no idea where Steve-O is. Um, they were talking about James Williams. Oh, well, if we are waiting on Steve-O. Steve-O is in the chat, or Steve-O is in the lobby, but they don't give me the power to let him on, so we got to wait for Chris. So hang in there, Steve-O. This is a, a terribly run pro, uh, show tonight. But we'll get there. All right, talking about James. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and Steve was right. here too. Look at this. As so, so, soon as you left, there I froze you, apparently. Oh, good. All right, we're live now. Steve, we've been live this whole time. So, <laughs> yeah. Steve, I did, I, did, I did 20 minutes by myself, Steve. Isn't that impressive? Yeah, yeah. You put the team on your back, fam. It's like when you do the, uh, you know, it's always that weird feeling when you're talking to yourself, like when you do the, um, like the reviews and like the recruit things and all that. We're just kind of having a conversation. Then like, there's a point there where you realize, Hey, I'm kind of talking to myself here, but then you keep going. Yeah. Like some, some yeah. Bill was doing it. I assume, but Bill just pretended to freeze his can't have his hand camera <laughs> freeze there. Cause he didn't want to talk to anybody anymore. I was like, a lot of people referred to Sivo, you being at the salon, getting your hair done. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of that in there. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so we I mean we covered obviously tons, tons of topics as we go as we went through it. But um I bet you just recited like when a, a book report I wrote in the eighth grade to get everybody entertained. Uh, but positives, I mean, let's wrap it up Miami, Ohio real quick before we get to Texas AM. But I mean, what are the biggest positives for you guys? Bill, what do you think? Biggest positive takeaways from that game? Uh least my, my biggest uh biggest positive takeaway was the tackling for defense. Um yeah, I feel like I, I can't even think of one missed tackle off the top of my head. I know there was probably some, but you know, it, it, it happens. Um, but you know, just the last you know however many years, it just felt like every time someone was in a position to make a play, you know, loose tackle, um, you know, missed tackle, whatever. But tackling was good. You know, gang tackling was good, um, and that kind of coincides kind of what Mark Sandberg just said, or maybe. Along those lines, um, you know, the run defense, you know, something I talked about last week was my concern heading into this season. And I think what they held them to like 50 or 51 yards rushing. Um, so unbelievable performance by the defense. Um, so that was my biggest, my biggest standout. Very good. And it was, it did feel different with the tackling. I know that we've had those moments where like things went on and off. Um, this is when you were frozen, Bill. Good, a good plan there from Tony. Uh, Steve, yeah. how about you? Biggest takeaways on the positive side? The offensive line. Like we had the highest yards before contact ever, like not everywhere, like in the last like ten years when it comes to the, like you know running the ball. Now, like, did you see? Was it just? I mean, the case, we talked about like you know getting guys that look like they're legit players, getting guys that look like SEC types and all. Like, was it a body type thing? Because we had, or was it you know we have a better plan of action? Because it's the same coaches as last year. Like, what was different? In your eyes, well, I mean, yeah, you had in Matt Lee who was who turned in a game ball worthy performance. He got ahead on several screens, he was integral in the running game and combo blocking. Well, Matt um, Lee, like leader, and we talk about a guy that like you said game ball worthy performance. Uh, is the line with his addition and Cohen's addition, even with Rivers playing left tackle, like how much better are we than last year in your mind? Is it a whole night and day difference? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely night and day difference. The offensive line is it, it, just night and day, bro, to be real with you. It went from we had like five healthy offensive linemen last year uh, to, yo, we, we have so much good <laughs> we have so much good offensive linemen that we're going to create extra packages and put two more on the field with Samson and McCoy with the jumbo packages. I loved it. They were in 81 and 86, respectively, uh, you know, in the running game, and they came up huge on a lot of the big runs. You've seen that jumbo tight end, uh, you know, them in as a jumbo tight end. So it went from, damn, we didn't have enough O-linemen to even, you know, field a successful offense to, damn, hey, two of our best players are sitting on the bench. They just happen to be O-linemen. Let's get them in the game and then hand somebody the ball. So that, that's honestly the biggest takeaway for me. Uh, it's just literally, you know, we, we, we were seven. We had seven offensive linemen out there, and, you know, nobody was out of place. Yeah, we're talking about an offensive performance. You know, TVD was solid. I think everyone would say, like, you know, he did what he had to do for sure, only five incompletions, all that. Um, but on the running game side, 38 carries for 250 yards. You know, that's I – mean, what else could you ask for of those guys? I mean, four guys had eight or more carries, all of them around 40-plus yards. Paris, 90. Three of them scored touchdowns. Fletcher, I mean, I don't, I don't, I forget where, where he's from exactly, but that dude Fletcher looking like, as someone said, a Miami, an Alabama running back out there, Utah, like he looked the part very much so in the first time he stepped foot on a college football field. So that's that's what you're looking to see. That the backs specifically, you guys, like talk about them, and you know, I know Steve, well, the obvious one is is your guy from Broward, but like, what do you think about the backs' performance as a whole? I mean, all the backs pop. Obviously, Henry Parrish, I've told you guys for as long as it is that, you know, he's the lead back, in my opinion. I think he is the best team, best on the team. Uh, he showcased, you know, his explosive ability. I think, honestly, when it comes to the X factors on offense, I think our, our X factor is literally his vision and the acceleration in the hole, uh, to be real with you. I think that's going to be our most consistent X factor. I would love some downfield shots and stuff like that. Uh, but I think Henry Parrish is our X factor. If he can get the ball moving on the ground, then I think we'll be just fine. We could probably do whatever we want in the air if he can start running consistently, uh, especially in a game like this week coming up. Um, you know, AJ Allen, I seen him in the Canes Fest, the scrimmage. He was popping. Uh, you know, he looks good. He looks quick. He looks fast. You know, he leans forward. He averaged over like 4.8 or maybe even five a carry. So he did good. Obviously, Mark Fletcher got in. Beneficiary of some great designs, and you know Cam McCormick, the track McCormick uh, transfer from Oregon. Uh, I mean, he blocked three guys on that Fletcher touchdown. While you have Inez Cooper coming around to lead the way, who's going to square up on a damn corner? I uh, saw so nimble he is. Uh, it, it was it's some beneficiary of some great blocking, but I think you know I've been telling you guys for a long time about uh, Fletcher. I think no one's surprised. He's going to come in and play, uh, you know, immediately. And those three, I mean, it's set. But then you you think it's set, actually. Then you see Donald Cheney, you know, come alive. You know, Hard Rock exploded when, bro, he, uh, you know, Luke Cristobal got, kind of got beat up the middle. Jump cut, explode through the hole, break two arm tackles, then chuck a guy at the goal line. People were starting to, like, whoa, was that Cheney? Like, okay. Like, so now you think, oh, it's set. And he starts making plays like that. And you're just like, okay, like, bro, if, like, we get Cheney, like, maybe week three or week four, like, back to full, like, he's ready to go. Like, maybe he might crack the rotation. Someone's sitting, like, you really, you, oh, man, it, it's it's great. I think the running back situation is, is the best you can get. And then if you wanted to tinker and toy around, you have your speedster coming off of injury. He might be a little bit available, you know, later down the year. 
Yeah, it's it's we talked a lot, you know, every year it's like, you know, we have all these dudes at running back and I think all the guys we mentioned two years ago besides Cheney are all gone and we have a whole new set of four guys in there. But this is the first time I think we've seen all of the guys that we were hyping up actually go out there and like, oh, yeah, they've proven it now. Like we actually have four guys that I think anyone would trust. And like you said, we have guys coming off injury specifically. I mean, I don't know what the exact health situation is with some of them, but, you know, the earlier we get some of those guys back, the more dangerous we are. Yeah, I was referring to CJ. I wasn't even talking about Citizen. I don't know when he would be back. I'm not even speculating. Just do yeah. what he does. But, I mean, imagine, like, if, I don't, again, we don't really know the ins and outs, but imagine if we get a healthy Citizen back week six or something like that for a stretch run on top of CJ. Like, that's scary. Bill, how about yourself? The run I, think, game. I, mean, I think it's the first time in a while where there really wasn't that much of a drop off between your you know first option which was Parrish and then you know your your fourth option you know this at this point was I think it was Cheney. Um so you know four legit options that if you know if AJ Allen you know goes off for hundred yards next week that wouldn't surprise anyone or you know Fletcher goes for you know hundred and ten that wouldn't surprise anyone. So um you know I think from the, here I think it's clear that you know the strength of this team is going to be you know the, the rushing attack, you know the running back room offensive line um, yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to see what the, the passing game looks like. Um, you know, you brought up TVD, he was efficient, right? Like only five incompletions, but yeah, I think that finger was bothering him. We were texting during the game that didn't look like there was that pop like that nor he normally had, um, you know, on some, on some of those throws. So, you know, were, were we just, you know, keeping it vanilla because of that? You know, is it, is that our offense? You know, was it hindered because of TVD? Um, you know, I think there's still some questions in terms of the passing game that needs to be answered. But, you know, as far as the running game, you know, we, we know we can do it, which is, you know, a huge step in, you know, Mario's development of this program. Yeah, let, let's go to the passing game because I, I see bagging up four out there, um, throwing some questions out there about, you know, skill level at the receiver spot. Uh-oh, Steve-O's mad. It's like they got on Steve-O and Kane's insight for him this week. Now Steve-O's pissed off. Thanks for answering our text, by the way, Steve-O. Yeah, bro. I, I low key, I thought Ben thought I responded because I even went into Kane's inside and had to respond back. But uh, yeah, I'll what? send you guys the link. I had to respond back. So, yeah, bro, it was freaking blasphemy. Even the <laughs> like, oh my god, bro, like stop it, like stop it. You understand what run fits are, bro? It's his first responsibility. That's why he has inside leverage, so he's not even supposed to be the one to make that tackle. So Jesus, man. Sketches, sketches, indirect and direct strays in the course of this week. But this one is about the. Uh, let's yeah, talk about no, the past game. We we've talked a lot about like on the positive side of things about the receiving core. Yeah. A lot of those guys we like and the, yeah. People like, yeah, oh, we don't want explosive plays. Or we, I mean, we want explosive plays. Bro, the corners were at twelve yards and we're bailing at the snap. Why, I, deep ball? What do you mean, like deep ball, bro? Did you not see the out routes he was throwing to Jacoby and Tyler Harrell that were like? Pre, like going 40 wide across the field, like, bro, like it was so, bro, the corners were just bailing. Everything was bailing in front, bailing in front, bailing in front. What a man drifting underneath. Like, we literally did what we were supposed to do. If you look at the game on YouTube right now, you would not see the safety. You just know he's back there. Like, <laughs> you can't see him. <laughs> like, that's what, you're like, really, Kane's family, you have to just really think about it. We tried to, we tried to, uh, you know, go deep. Yeah, we went the out and up, which was a dime. It literally landed in X's, like, right hand. And it was just perfect. Just It, it just looked so smooth. Uh, so that was, our, you know, obviously our most explosive passing play. 
but obviously we want the more vertical, you know, going all the way to the house. Um, but we, we do like what we got. It's, it's just, bro, the deep, you got to take what the defense gives you. And they were, they were not trying to get beat. And then the running game was working. But uh, it's fine, bro. Like, the, everybody talking about some the 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 passing plays and this and that and that. Like, even Coach Dawson said, you know, he took blame for trying to have TBD throw that deep shot, trying to have that explosive play. Uh, you know, it came back and bit him. Uh, so, yep, you're going to take what the defense gives you. But at Texas A&M is not playing like that next week or this week. It's just not happening. What what difference do you see, Steve? Like what? How are they going to play this game? They're, 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 they're not scared. They're not scared to get out athleted. They're going to play man. They're going to play. You know, they're going to play closer to the line of scrimmage. They're going to try to disrupt our receivers. I mean, bro, we didn't. There was not one time they attempted to jam a receiver, bro. There were twelve off. Literally, we could. They, we ran like ten screens, and like every single one of them was successful. Like, even the one we called on, like, third and 15, I was mad about, or, like, third and, like, 12, I was mad about. We still made, like, seven yards. Right. So, we'll see. I mean, like, so it's going to be a difference, and I think the opportunity for these guys to then make those plays up. I do think this is very accurate. Steelers favor, which fortuitous. Eh, eh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, go ahead. What do you think about the, that, the transition over to Texas A&M? Like, how are they going to play us in your mind? Oh, they're going to. They're gonna challenge those receivers because you know think back to last year, right? There, there isn't much on tape of our receivers, you know, getting downfield. You know, it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, but you know, Kobe Young looks you know different this year. Um, you know, we got Harold. You know, X is X is healthy. You know, Jacoby seems to you know probably you know found his footing, you know, off the field. So you know, they're gonna challenge us. Yeah, I think the the O line will. You know, they're going up against you know a pretty good defensive line in A and M. You know, if they hold up, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can do downfield. But um, it's definitely a challenge. You know, you know, Jimbo's recruited very, very well. Maybe the development quite hasn't been there. Um, you know, for A and M putting it all together. Um, but again, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for our wide receivers. And you know, I think early, right? If you can, you know, sneak Harold down the field, or you know, Kobe can win a 50-50 ball down the field. That'll set the tone. Maybe that'll get them to back off just a little bit um, and let you kind of play more of what you want to do. I think if if the way the way this thing all works together is we have potentially both aspects of the offense that can make plays and do some damage. I think we're excited about that. Now this is the chance, and whether it was bland, whether we, they were the way they were playing us, we wanted to make sure we like, just took what we gave it. They gave us in front of us, whatever it is. But we have an opportunity to show everybody the whole country how this thing can work as miami offense can go and then flip it over the other side of the ball i mean if there were doubts about some aspects of the offense there really shouldn't be any doubts about aspects of the defense with how they were able to play a complete game and i mean i know people blake what brian what's the what's gabbard's first name what's oh, no. bobby uh, matt booker mm-hmm. i think wow. it's a bean it seemed like a, a gabbard seemed like a family that everybody has a b name Bozo. Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> Brett. Brett. <laughs> See? Brett. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Brantley all would have been the same thing. But, like, we saw that he was about as ineffective as you can be. And anytime they even put a little drive together, Miami's able to shut <laughs> down. What's that, Sivo? <laughs> no, that was just a funny transaction. Yeah, uh, that's his name. All right, cool. Yeah, you saw how he was ineffective as could be. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest with the people. <laughs> but uh, Brexley. 
That's a good one. But he actually did a good job throwing a lot of balls away. Uh, to be honest with you, we should have had more sacks. To be real, uh, so that's not something that shows up on the stat sheet. But he took a beating and he didn't take much sacks. So kudos to him and the savviness of getting the balls away. But yeah, now nah, we tore his ass up. <laughs> that's a good transition, Steve. Yeah, like we, yeah, it was. It, he 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 did good. Not he did good to only get away with one and a half sacks because he got put on that ground. You know, almost it, in the third quarter, he got put on that ground. Like literally, almost every play, he dropped back. Yeah, I know there was. We obviously have the talent on the D line. We talked about it quite a bit, especially on the edges. And we, I mean, did Ray Ruben Bain get his three sacks? No, no. no. <laughs> we he got a half. He should have got a half for for the first one, him and Harvey. Yeah, I don't man. think I don't think they gave him a half for it. I think they gave it all to Harvey, but he was right there. And there was a couple where he he did some things where we were like, ooh. But he's yeah, but, buddy, buddy was throwing that ball away. He had forty four breathing down his neck and. I ain't gonna lie, but that boy Keaton Mesador. That shit, yeah. That boy throwing that ball away. <laughs> throwing that ball away. Right. One of the one of the things we talked about early on was, you know, not quite showing up in the stat sheet for our side of the ball either, like the defensive side of the ball. But you know, that's the way it goes with D line sometimes. Like can't look at that and say, hey, oh, he got zero this, zero that. So we didn't have a big game. And and also the snap count for a lot of these guys was a lot. A lot lower than you're going to see in, in against AM. Like, I think Leonard Taylor only had, am I crazy, like 17, 18 snaps, something like like weirdly low. But it's going to be a very different scenario when they, we actually need these guys out there. Go ahead, he, got, he got benched after that uh, personal foul penalty. But, you know, just in, in terms of the defense as a whole, um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun watching a defense that's not so predictable, right? right. Uh, you know, with, with Manny's. Di- you know, blitzes, you, you could see it coming, right? You're sitting on your couch like, oh, yep, that guy's coming. That guy's blitzing. Um, you know, last year just felt very, you know, just bland, vanilla. Um, but, you know, watching that Miami-Ohio Miami, Miami game, you know, you, you saw you saw Nigel Leak dropping into coverage every once in a while. You saw, you know, five or six guys, you know, on the line of scrimmage and some back off, some don't, some, you know, some blitz. So, um, you know, that, that part's going to be fun to watch, I think, going forward, especially as the guys get more creative. They, um you know, get further in the year yet, you know, get more creative, you know, get more comfortable. Um, you know, I think we're going to see some, you know, fun things on that side of the ball. Oh, I do want to mention this because Utown is talking trash to Steve-O. Uh, he said, what happened to your Broward County guy getting beat deep, Steve-O? Who got beat deep? Was it, uh, didn't, um. Oh, you talking about Damari? Oh, Damari, yeah. Yeah, it happened. It was beautiful <laughs> ball, a back shoulder, you know, it is what it is. It happened. I was walk. It's crazy because I don't like to walk out the stadium early because then I miss the chance to see you know kids like Damari play. So I was walking down just to get to like the further rows of it, and when I seen him catch it, bro, there's flashbacks of a play. I was like, no, no, not the third white boy. (laughs) I was like, no, we're starting over again. We're back. No, 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 that ain't happening. But so that was one thing. But I did want to mention this too. Um, Cam McCormick, uh, who I think led the entire team in snaps after this game, it's a he bit should, of an he should get more snaps than TBD. I mean, he he was out there every every time I looked, he was on the field to the point where like this guy is like he came in. I mean, of course, like the fact that his we're recruiting his son to try to make the team next year is a big a big part of it too. We want to make sure we get this guy as many opportunities as yeah. we can. 
<laughs> but like, I mean, he was out there blocking every single time we needed it. And when you run the ball for 250 yards, like you said, it's not just those five guys on the O-line. It's the extra lineman that we put out there. And it's this dude out there, like just two years away from social security. You're trying to make like, as much as he can to this career he's got going and out there blocking. So, I mean, shout out to McCormick, who was was out, was a lot better. No offense to the guy, but, you know, you get a guy who's in his sixth, seventh year. You're like, okay, Mario brought him over because he knows him and blah, blah, blah. But he was a key piece of what we did the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very much so. Yeah, again, kind of just that you know, pure kind of football player, right? Um, but, you know, him, you know, Samson, um, you know, McCoy, you know, essentially we're all lining up at um, you know, t- tight end, um, you know, give us extra blockers. Um, so when, you know, our you know, jumbo package, um, I think at some point, you know, maybe even against A&M, you're going to see him just, you know, go for that block and just slip on by and maybe catch one in the flat for a big gain or for, you know, a touchdown down in the red zone. So, um, yeah, I think those wrinkles are coming with him. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's, you set it up over the course of the game. I mean, it was the, um, what was it? The, the play that Mallory like was op- wide open for a bunch of times last season. Was it like uh, the little fake give inside? He just snuck behind everybody like, like multiple times it was open because we just kept running that play and then it would hit every once in a while. So, that I was like see. three seasons ago, fam. That was, was it that, was, that was Lashley. Yeah, that was, was like that, that long ago. Seasons. Yeah, bro, we were scoring points like that last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, right. Talk about the fake QB draw over the top. It's 2020, fam. <laughs> doing this show a long Your time. Team was throwing that ball, bro. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, a lot to like about what's what's happening here. Um, obviously, you beat down on a team in week one, and that was it was Miami, Ohio. So there's that aspect of it. Yeah, who cares? But they did exactly what they had to do. And I think one of the big talking points I saw was, you know, how many years have we played some of these teams and we haven't done exactly what we needed to do? Like they we lost to these teams or it was like tight that we beat these teams or it was quick. Now we smacked them around exactly as it was supposed to be done. And for a team that lost to middle Tennessee state last year. Yeah. You're supposed to beat them by 35 and walking away. Yeah. I, I hate to bring it up. Cause it's like, damn, I just hate bringing it up last year, but it goes even before middle Tennessee state. We struggled against central Michigan in 2019. We did not handle what we were supposed to do. Yeah. You know, in 2021, we almost lost, lost to app state at home. Like, uh, it, it was, you know, we needed a game winning field goal at 2021 versus App State, Manny's last year. And then obviously we lose to, you know, MTSU last year. So it's it's been a consistent trend of not handling business and winning the games we're supposed to win, you know, handedly. Right. So it was nice to just to see that there was never a time where you felt threatened, like, oh, like, oh, my, Ohio's in it. Like, they didn't have, you know, we controlled the game start to finish. So, that's all you could ask for, and then you know now it's now it's time to put up or shut up with an opponent who's equally as talented or even more talented, which I don't think so. Yeah. It, was, it was nice to watch a game and not be stressed for once. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you can sit back, enjoy it. You know, crack open a beer and just you know, instead of having to sit on the edge of your seat hoping that we get a first down because maybe we'll score points. Um, you know, control that start to finish. Um, it was just it was a positive first step. Um, a step that we needed to take, um, but now that 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 chapter's done, we're on to this week. Um, you know, win or lose, that kind of 
sets the tone for you know where we go the rest of the year. That's right, and which I think is a very good time for us to do our pick and our score prediction for so the who, game. Who won last week? Uh, let's see. I, I was only one point off for um, the Miami score. So. Bill, you said thirty-seven to seventeen. That's one point off. That's fourteen. That's fifteen points off of the number. Steve-O had fifty-two to seventeen. I'm no scientist, but that feels like that's more. Um, I had forty-one to ten. Danny so I was thinks. I was three up and seven over. That's ten. I won. Ooh. Yeah. Every time I say 50, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. Steve goes to that 50 well a lot. <laughs> That's really yeah, no water, no water in there, Steve. Yeah, I was just hoping, you know, set the tone off right. First game 50. Uh, but you know, we we, we could have had it to be honest with you. We had two drives that ended with you know, maybe closer to 50. You know, we had two drives that ended with field goals early that should have been touchdowns. So we should have been, uh, you know, maybe closer to fifty than getting it, but still left point on points on the board. Utown forty-five to three. He won. Good job, Utown. All right, I'll write Utown. I'll write Utown score on here too. Utown represents the chat. But now we move on as the winner. I'll go last, even though as the winner we made Bill first <laughs> last year. I really don't care about that, President. Still going to make Bill go first because I want to hear Bill say we're going to lose. Or we ridicule him, and then we go to us. <laughs> All right, so Bill, we got up until about maybe 15 minutes ago. I, I had a score in my head. I, I've been preparing. I've been watching film, cracking numbers. Got my like nine monitors with all the little graphs on it, trying to figure out you know what the score is going to be in, in Texas A&M's favor. But like I just said, this this game's a turning point, right, Steve? It's a turning point. 2724 Miami. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. I'm afraid to even write it down. We just say, whoop, psych. 27 24 Miami of Florida. Look at that. I should have Sebastian Hellig Week Corso. All right. All right, Bill. That's pretty good. What else we got going on here? Hoodie Davis, 42-28 Canes. I know Bagging Up has us losing by 60 or something over there. Uh, CeeLo, 79-28-17. Where's Bagging Up? Bagging Up's got 37-20 Aggies. Nashville Kane, 31-28 for the U. U-Town, 35-24. Sure, I'll write that down, U-Town. Why not? <laughs> U-Town, yeah, 35-24 Miami. All right, Steve, what do you got? I'm going to go Canes 28-17. 28-17. No fan of Bobby Petrino. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got a breakdown of his offense coming in, and it's a lot of same stuff. You know, a lot that they're going to run trips, the second receiver. So it, it goes from left to right, one, two, three, and then four would be the backside. That second receiver is running the seam or the slot fade, or he's going, going vertical. And it, it was apparent uh, in their first game uh, versus New Mexico. So I wonder if they just were throwing that at us just to, just to, you know, give it to us, or that's just what they're going to do. That's what they did at Louisville a lot. Uh, so I think that might be a staple of their offense. And we just happen to have like three slot fades thrown against us versus Miami, Ohio. And 
The things were strapped, fam. They threw one at DP, stupid. They threw one at Jaden Davis, uh, turn around, batted it down, stupid. They threw one at TC, stupid. Even though number 10 for uh, the receiver who transferred in, he had gas. I ain't gonna lie, he was sliding. It was, when he made Cam miss on that, like, little screen on the bubble, we were like, oh, yeah. Okay, like he, like, oh, he was like, hold on, let me. Ken was folding people, bro. He thumped like yeah. two, but he was like, nah, let me not get hit by him. I was like, oh, okay, like he was legit. We was we was all like, yo, we need to try to highlight that boy in the portal next year. <laughs> where did he transfer that from? I guess where he, where did he go from? He's from a smaller school in Louisiana. Even Coach uh, Gooch, uh, you know, Coach Gidry was talking about it. You know, he's from Louisiana and he was repping because he's a Louisiana guy. Uh, but it was, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to holler at that boy come, you know, come December, January, when it's time to respect some decisions. Like, yeah. holler at that boy. <laughs> that's a great thing. That's kind of the funny thing about the portal is that, like, someone beats you down, but at the same time you're like, hey, this guy. And then you go back and get him as soon as you get a yeah, chance. That's what happens in, in, in high school. American Heritage beats a team or Chaminade beats a team. Oh, you made a play. You want to come play with us? Right. Yeah. Right. It, it happens just like that. All right, so my turn here. I'm going to go Miami 24, Texas A&M 20. 24 to 20, Miami. 24 to 20. And I was even thinking about, I was maybe going 24-13, really putting a lot on Gidry's defense, but I don't know. I feel like holding him. One touchdown is, is a lot. AM's got some guys on the on the outside. They're they're gonna make plays. Yeah, they they might. I don't know. They might. <laughs> I don't know. Possible. That that cornerback scientifically room, possible. To to who asked Mark Stamper's question? I don't think that that receiver room. Yeah, they got Evan Stewart. He's he's legit. He's probably a top ten pick if we're being real. Uh, or a first round pick number seven, Muhammad. He's like that. Number three scored like three touchdowns, but let's be and they were all on like on the same slot fade, but I'm sorry, bro. I was booking that, bro. The New Mexico defensive back was cheese, bro. Dude was just sitting there, bro. The balls. I'm sorry, bro. Like, like, bro, gave you three keys and indications to turn around, bro. Like, our DBs turned around on that, bro. Like, the quarterback, he was late on a lot of those throws. They're underthrown, bro. Like, yes, thank you, man. But uh, yeah, I, I'm really not scared of that. I think our our corners are gonna match that well, and I'm gonna keep saying that until somebody proves me wrong. And even when somebody proves me wrong, I'm gonna tell you next week we back on. <laughs> That's what we do best, Evo. That's what we do best. Uh, do 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 a lot of things. I backing up salad on it on it on the Aggies, but we'll see how it goes. But you know, also I. I did in the Great Wall of Cheeks, Steve-O. Where does New Mexico defensive back fall? Is he is he more cheeks than Colby Young's quarterback from? Well, from well they they were putting they were putting it was a safety, so I I I I'll make it seem as that. So you know that's usually not the best matchup for safeties, and they continue to put them on the safeties. Uh, they uh, man, they were putting Evan Stewart in the slot. They were putting all their guys in the slot. So, uh, on the cheeks cheeks level, it's it's up there. Uh, but it, it's also not a good position for a safety to be in. So I do have to respect that. So more cheeks as a player than Kobe Young's Juco quarterback? Oh, hell no. I ain't nothing. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's one for the ages, bro. Like, 
that's somebody who should have been holding the clipboard and literally <laughs> cutting him from his gym class football team. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, man. Like, let's see. Oh, their podcasters have the whole situation gassed up. Even the names and positions jacked up. Let's duke them. Um, I, it's really funny to think of us having to like pull a duke on somebody, but. Yeah, I mean, doing that would be fine. I'll take it. Yeah, that's correct. I, you know, I watched that game. They earned my respect. He's gonna, he's gonna be there for a while. <laughs> yeah, but until they close the portal, that boy gonna be in the longest tenant. Like, the NCAA is gonna be gone. It'll still be there. Like about me, guys. Do yeah, giving kids tours when they jump in that bed. <laughs> yeah, over here at these schools, they don't ever offer, but here they are. So you can get there. Uh, travel agent, portal agent. But anyway, so that's I mean that's coming up, and that's that's this Saturday, three three thirty, ABC live. Um, chance for you guys to watch it all across the country. Anywhere, everyone gets to see that game for the most part. Um, so it's a chance for us to put on a show for the whole nation. Do we do it? We'll see. Some people think yes. Bill thinks yes, which is pretty crazy. And then I think we, uh, Steve and I, are solid as we continue our trek to twelve and zero seasons, as we predicted before the year. <laughs> But there is one more thing I wanted to mention today. Do you guys know what it's the – I'm sure Bill knows, but because I got just posted about it. But, Steve, do you know what it's the 20th anniversary of? It's a Miami game. 2003 would be the season, right? Yeah, and we're talking early, so. Yeah, that's pre-Roscoe. Roscoe was 2004. Best season ever. Um, 2003, so. Okay, we got Tana. We got no, we don't got no, oh three, oh three. Think of think of who the quarterback would be. Oh three. You were like four or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh three, I was eight. Um it wasn't it was Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, it was Berlin. Okay, okay, okay. I mean your I mean your guy made big plays in this game. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, oh, it's the anniversary from the Dev Hester return from the Florida game. The Florida game, that's right. When we beat them boys up at the at the bar or something too, they ain't want no smoke, or whatever. No, that was uh the Peach oh. Bowl in 04, I think, right? That was the next year in the Peach Bowl. Damn, well, yeah, we were doing it to them boys. Yeah, because that was uh that was when Hester ran the blocked field goal back. Oh, that's what I was talking about. So you're talking about the other one where he ran the kick return back? The kick return, yeah. Yeah, that was his first one. Yeah, that was like his yeah. retro freshman year. That was the big comeback yeah. when he came back from however many points down it was. I forget at this point. But Kevin Beard had the best game of his life Two in, that game, in that game. Um, obviously, man. <laughs> Brock Berlin coming back and doing the Gator chop at the end with the throat slash, which yeah. is which is one Iconic. of my favorite. It's one of my favorite things in the history of Miami football. <laughs> that and like he got right perfectly on camera was the. What, and then throat slash, and then they cut away. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, nowadays you'd have to go out and apologize for it. Um. Oh, was it Sugar Bowl? Was that where the brawl was? I know we fought. Oh, maybe we fought LSU with the Peach Bowl or something. I could have sworn we we. I could have sworn uh, I seen it on the thirty for thirties. I'm not tripping. Didn't John Vilma and them say they tore some people up? Talking crazy in New well, Orleans. Then, then it would have to be. Yeah, Mardi Gras. These guys are right then. Yeah, the two thousand game, or yeah, the, I guess it would be the old one Sugar Bowl, or whatever. But yeah, somebody got somebody got. Whooped. That's the wrong team to mess with. Two thousand. 
<laughs> you better pick a Kane's 2010 team if you want to mess with somebody. <laughs> you better not mess with them 2000s. No. I mean, the, only, the only worst guys would have been probably – I know we fought Colorado in 93. San Diego State to FIU. FIU, yeah. They jumped our kicker. We had FIU, yeah. Ned. Uh, freaking uh, uh, <laughs> my dog, Anthony Reddick with the helmet shinging. Eh, eh, eh. Mayweather stomping Jit out on the 30. Somebody, to this day, I don't know who it is, but somebody suplexed the uh, FIU play. You just see it in the video. They just circle it out. Buddy just got took up the heaven and then dropped back down on the 30-yard line. Wow, I think that, that was legendary. That was the legendary they fight. They were fighting in the stands. That was legendary. <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah, he did it again. Not to promote that type of, you know, product. Oh, no. Oh, they no. tried our Never. kicker. They did. They did. They tried yeah. our kicker. Buddy literally on top of him hitting him. <laughs> Was that Petey? Was that or Petty? John Petty? No, he was number 40 or something, right? I don't remember. I forgot what it is. But it made no sense why they went at the kicker. It just – it looked like everybody was sitting there shocked. Like, even the stadium, everybody was just shocked. Yeah, Merriweather stomping Jit out, bro. Like, and these was before they had the type of cleats we had now. These are screw-ons. These cleats are, like, freaking 10 inches, my guy. Them things is freaking blades. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had to take Buddy to the damn hospital, get a leg implant, bro. Like, them things. In them days, them cleats was not like that, boy. Them sharp yeah. bad metal cleats, uh, screw-ons with the little uh, metal nail inside that you use to clip in. Like, oh, nah. Right. Damn, that was nah. – <laughs> Good point up there. That was Lamar Thomas's last like announcing. Gig. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Let's beat their, real butt. One. beat their butts!" Like you come in our house, like the whole thing. But, yeah, that was good. Oh yeah, he it took over at that point. He might have been on some cane juice too before the <laughs> kickoff. <laughs> I think all time great fights in Miami history, like on field fights. That's a big one. Of course, it has to be one of the best ones. Um, Bill mentioned San Diego State. It was like back to back years, 91, 92, I think. And we then I back to back years. Yeah, we fought San Diego State like back to back years. And then the Why AD came them in San Diego. We were murdering them, and then they just got got tired of it. Uh, uh, and then the AD came out and said, "We're never going to play Miami again." Ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say ninety three was when we fought Colorado, and I want to say ninety three because I think that was when Ray, when Ray was a freshman. Did we fight South Carolina too? Fought South Carolina, I think in one of those 91 92. I think it was in there. We did. We no, nah, we ain't fight West Virginia. Them boys ain't want that smoke. <clears throat> Buddy who had transferred from here over there was hot and boy. Uh, Crawford and Crawford, yeah, Antonio Crawford. Coley, on the Amon Richards touchdown, Coley brought uh blocked that boy into the broadcast booth, bro. <laughs> that boy was sitting next to Kirk Kirsty. South Carolina was 87. 87, all right. I wasn't even born yet. A lot of that stuff runs together. I was, um, no, uh, yeah, it probably was. But um, but the Colorado one was my favorite because in in the Colorado fight, there was one guy on Miami playing peacekeeper, trying to like get guys over to the side. That was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the Rock. You know, you know, it's a fight if the Rock is trying to calm people down. <laughs> but, yeah. Of course, that's good stuff. Oh, was it South Carolina AD? My fault. Said- Mitchell asked, did us and ND ever fight? Hell no. Nah. Them boys know that they ain't about nothing. <laughs> they ain't about nothing. Nah, <laughs> if, they were, if they were going to fight us, it would have been. It would have been in court. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> would have been in court about a take them. Uh, who, who ran it up on him? Was it was it Johnson? Who remember the guy's last game and we put it on him like sixty to zero and they were saying we were so disrespectful. It was his last game. It was a dark day for college football. The coach that retired from Notre Dame. Oh, um, I forgot, but they it, he was crying. He was crying for like thirty minutes. That was like half the documentary. Half the documentary, he was crying on the sideline. They were talking about it was such a shame. And then that's when you hear uh, Highsmith and the boys talking about something. You know, you don't want to celebrate and keep yourself end zone and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they they blew Notre Dame out and it is career. Uh, you know that's they, and they didn't do nothing then. They went the political route, started getting propaganda on us against TV, and started that whole their thugs. You know, they, they ended our magical coach who really didn't do anything magical, but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but any chance, anytime we get a chance to beat up on Notre Dame, we should absolutely take it. It's more well, than – more I than Notre Dame has fought themselves because of playing Miami. We don't fight them, boys. They beat up themselves. I want They probably jumped Brandon Wimbush or Ian Book in the locker room in 2017. <laughs> Oh God! They probably jumped Wimbush after after the the picky through the Malik Young, and yeah. you just hear Kurt Kershaw say he overthrows him, and he's six five. <laughs> like, they had to jump him in the locker room, bro. Uh, so that nineties and early thousands with a murderer's row schedule. I think we'll get back to that type of schedule. Uh, we can't really. We're kind of locked into ACC stuff. Now. Yeah, it's, just, it's not the, not the same as when we're independent and do whatever we wanted. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll find you know. Hey, we're doing it right now. Clemson, uh, you know, is the alternate, so it just happens because it's the ACC new scheduling. But Texas A and M, uh, we've had Michigan State before. We played Texas A and M last year, uh, so you know we're we're definitely the out of the out of conference isn't too bad. You know, you get three a year. You know, obviously one's going to be an FCS, a Bethune, or that nature. Probably one's a G5, and then one's like another P5. Some schools do like multiple G5s and try to like, you know, hide. So I'm happy we're we're at least staying relevant. Having you know, you know, we played Bama in 2021 was a good idea. No, but <laughs> but you know, but we, we ain't running yeah. for nobody. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like we have like that one big out of conference game. Like next year, it's at Florida. Which hey, whatever. Um, I'm pulling it up now. And then you got Florida and Notre Dame in 25, South Carolina, and Notre Dame in 26, South Carolina 27, Notre Dame 28. You got Auburn coming up in 29 and 30, and then a bunch of Notre Dames in the future, too. So I don't think we'll ever have a murderer's row, but maybe if the ACC gets its act together and you have that Florida State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida type schedule. But yeah, Cribs got a good question. Duke, Duke. Might be a big powerhouse, even though Dominant. Mike Elko will probably be in the SEC in the next 11 two months. Yeah, yeah if, if two years. Uh, schedule next year change adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. I guess it's going to – I don't know how it's going to change, but – Well, I mean, the whole like, model has to change. Now we're going from 14 teams in football to 17, and we had it as everybody gets three, and then, you know, you you alternate, and then everybody plays everybody in four years home in a way. That's not going to be possible anymore. Right. You have Cal and Stanford. Uh, they're taking – you know, I'm you know I'm big into conference realignment. I'm a college football junkie. They're barely taking any money. SMU is not getting any media money for nine years. Them boys got stupid bags. 
They're literally buying their way into the Power Five. Nine years, no TV money. And you know football money runs your entire athletic department. That's true right. for every institution in the country for Division One. Them boys got the bag. They say it all the time. They like four billionaires every practice at Texas A&M. I mean, at uh, SMU, ready to drop a bag if you're making plays. So uh, that's crazy. So that money's gonna get split up. So if Miami does do good, and you know we could potentially earn more money or whatever the hell else yeah. uh, the ACC comes up with. But scheduling, yeah, it's gonna change uh, for sure. And there, I'm pretty sure you're the best teams in the ACC aren't going to be the first ones to travel to Stanford or Cal. You're not going to see Florida State go to Cal. You know, you're not going to see Clemson travel to Stanford, or you're not going to see Miami because we're probably it's going to happen maybe once, but like that's literally the longest distance flight of like any college football game. Like even with the Big Ten going from like Oregon to Rutgers, it's worse going from like SoCal to Florida. Yeah, for sure. I, I think. That getting down to like South Florida is it takes way longer than anyone would anticipate, especially depending on how the plane the flights will go. But yeah, it would be brutal for sure. How it's gonna happen, who knows? Maybe they'll just send Duke out there, the new powerhouse of the conference. But real quick on that Clemson game, hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. Dabo. That's God's name, image, and likeness, boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy got a bunch of three stars at uh at receiver and then he don't got deshaun or freaking trevor lawrence at quarterback if even that matter he probably begged kelly bryant to come back at this point yeah i there was a, a moment there where club nick was walking off the field and like oh, dad wanted to sell this hand out and he was just like man get out of here i'm gonna go talk to garrett riley my OC, the guy who's probably not even being able to call the plays. You see Dabo looking like he's calling plays on there. It looked like he's handicapping that, and it looks like uh, that offense doesn't look anything like TCU's offense or anything that you've seen the Rileys run previously. I mean, if you look at Oklahoma, you look at TCU, it's the same damn offense. They run the same thing. Yep. You know, they're damn brothers for, for crying out loud. They run the same system. That did not look like that system. That looked like what happened last year. We were blaming DJ Ukulele uh, and saying he's trash. Now he lighted up at Oregon State. Now you're like, eh, Dabo. Eh. We start we start thinking about it now. Maybe Dabo. Maybe we, DJ was just the fall guy. Like this offense yeah. is cheeks. Yeah, for sure. Even even their defense didn't look like the normal what you think Clemson would be, right? With like how fast and physical and aggressive you know they've been, but. You know, just kind of glancing at their schedule, right? They got uh, Cupcake next week, Cupcake the week after. Then they have Florida State, Syracuse, Wake before um, they travel down to us. If they, I mean, if Florida State beats them and maybe like a Wake beats them too, they may just be cooked for the season. Maybe that's, you know, we can steal one of those and that gets us to that like 10 win mark. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. if I know you guys got to say Clemson, but I had that as lose to Wake. Hey, if they already have two L's going into you know, that early in the season, they, it does. They do seem like a team that when things start to fall off, it's gonna like the wheels are gonna fall off. It's not gonna be like uh, oh, we're scrapping, battling together, guys. I bet it's a wheels fall off situation. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but we'll see. They got a lot of talent still. I think their receiver recruiting has fell off the map. Uh, they don't. They're not. Uh, you know, they were almost wide receiver you for a little bit. Uh, with Sammy and, and Hop and, you know, a lot of the guys that came through, you know, Clemson, they really have no receiver. That's just, oh, my God, this guy is stupid special. Number zero, the slot, he's nasty. I, I like him, but uh, they ain't got nobody like a T. Higgins 
or somebody Bryant, like that. Davis Bryant. Was that yeah, it? like you have, you know, there's just been so much that's been through there the last couple of years or last, you know, last decade. And it ain't like that no more. They, um, yeah. The dude that went to um, the Chiefs, they got hurt. Oh, Justin Ross. Justin Ross, yeah. Yeah, he was a Bali shoe. He was in the, the freshman year uh, with Trevor Lawrence. They don't have that special talent. Yeah, they're recruiting decent. They're going to be top 15-ish, but they're no longer getting the top, you know, top-tier receivers to go around with their top-tier quarterback. And if you don't got top-tier play calling or at least <clears throat> a top-tier offensive mind having the ability to call his own plays, then the offense going to just be like that. And, yeah, he don't use the portal. So every time you see – you don't really see kids transfer out from Clemson, so I give him that. Um, so it's not like he has to use the portal like we did to, you know, replace 20 guys. But at the same time, you're not getting better. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully they continue to fall. Hopefully uh, this Florida State thing is just an aberration. Hopefully Duke isn't a sudden powerhouse. Hopefully Miami gets bring some wins together here as season goes on. Oh, sorry. Utown, can the, can the show end now? The wifey is calling me to bed. I want to get in the way of your special Ooh. time there, Utown. Sorry about that. Excuse us. No, the, the, the joy of him yelling back to her, no, I'm still watching my show. You have to wait, Janice, or whatever. <laughs> You're pretty good. Anyway, but he's supposed to twice, too. Well, oh, wait. Oh, I changed it the second time. He put dot, dot, dot. thought he was clever that second time. But anyway, we will end the show because we'll be impolite. Um, big weekend for Miami, big game. Hopefully you guys tune in or, you know, obviously, you know, attending the game is great. If you want to do that, <laughs> it's always a good thing. Um, Steve is going to be there. Steve will be signing autographs for everybody. So make sure you see him, make sure you get him before the game. Cause if we win, he's going to be out there celebrating. So though, if they, if they find you when you're out celebrating, Steve, will you sign autographs then? I don't think I'm going to sign any autographs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll take a picture or say it was good. People say it was good all the time. All right, we'll save autographs for Walmart then. Anyway, um, final thoughts for the people. Bill, I shit over there yawning. Actually, the reason I was late is because I actually fell asleep. I was trying to get my son to fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> that, that's why I was late. I went to say it, and I froze uh, when I was running the show by myself. But, yeah, that's where I'm at tonight. But um, I, I, I think this program is due for that signature win and to get us back on you know where we need to go and that AM game is so big in that. Um, you know, beat that SEC team, beat Jimbo, whatever. Do it, do it, whatever you gotta do to get that dub, do it. Um, and then this thing takes off and you know, we're cooking with grease here. So looking forward to it. Um, enjoy the game and you know, we'll see you next week. That's right. Sivo, final thoughts to the people. Yeah, this time next week we'll be winners talking about Bethune Cookman and revealing uh these uniforms, jersey colors, finally. And, uh, well, yeah, that's it. I think we're going to beat Texas A&M home. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be excited. Uh, we're all we're wearing orange <clears throat> over white. Everybody's supposed to wear an orange shirt, so it's an orange out. Uh, so let's do it. If you have an orange shirt, rock it. If you don't have one, try to see if you can get one on the low, low and slide. If not, just slide. It's better than an empty seat. But uh, we're going to rock Saturday. It's 3.30 again. I wish it would have been a night game, to be real with you, but it is what it is. Yeah, still, still a big audience, still an opportunity. Night games are always nicer, especially in that environment, but it's okay. Fans show up, do your thing, you know, show the sports squad, and hopefully we get a win out of there too. Wearing a class of 83 uniforms. I think it's the, the 20th anniversary celebration of – or the 40th or 178th, how old we are. But the 40th anniversary of uh, of the championship, they're celebrating too. So 
wearing the orange over white, which makes sense. But anyway, I'll do it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in here on a Wednesday. Um, Mark Stamper saying, Chris, great job on the technical difficulties tonight. Honestly, those first 20 minutes were really good. That was really good stuff. Like I, like I imagine Bill says he fell asleep. I think he was just watching it, Steve-O. He was just watching me just 20 minutes. He's like, oh, that's so good. Wow, he's so talented. There's no way I'm going back and watching that. <laughs> or he used it to have his kid fall asleep. Just like, listen to this. Knock <laughs> it out. Kids won't. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you guys for watching the show. Make sure you guys tune in all the great stuff. I even had the banner up the whole time, too. Yeah, thanks. It's a new great, day. Great job by me. Great job by the Canes this past weekend. Hopefully we get another one next week. So, for Steve-O and Bill, I'm Chris. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week here on 3 Live Canes. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Irvin's got it. Irvin's free. Slips to the outside, tries to stiff arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up and pick it. Hurts off. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Hush, they're up to the races. That's what they needed. That's Ricks going up for Thorpe, and it's intercepted near mid.